1: Jason, You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
2: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today, adjacent.
1: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the
0: House of L Network.
2: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
0: It's procrastinating to make a decision. It's just like putting something off and putting something off. And I, I do this about everything. I either don't want to have to do the work Of figuring out whatever this is, whatever it happens to be at the time, buying a new car, redecorating the house, buying a new lawnmower, or which you know applies to all this, all of those things, I'd like drag my feet about spending the money, even though I know I'm going to have to. I just don't want to do it. Like right now, I got to get a new phone. Have to get a new phone. This phone is. Uh older than my son Time's career. This phone is an iPhone. I don't know what a, whatever it is, but it's from like twenty Wait, wait, I can tell you how how many cameras do you have? One? Uh how many things on the back? It looks like two.
2: Wait, no, do you have a, one camera and one like light to It looks like there's
0: two uh lenses and a light maybe. Ugh, it's still horizontal.
2: Poverty. Get out of here,
0: Jason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but like I need a new iPhone because I've had this yeah. one for five years and I think most people keep the two, but I just, I, I try to stretch it as long as I can for one because I'm cheap and I will eventually spend the money to get a good phone. But if I can put that off as long as possible and squeeze out an extra year or whatever for it, and I've already done more than that. So like the phone is full. I, anytime I ever want to use it for anything, I have to, like, find some things to delete, find some videos to delete or delete some apps. And the battery is broken, too. So this thing, like, I wake up and within 45 minutes, I'm on, like, 42% already. Dog. So this thing needs to be plugged in all the time, all the time. And But a new phone's going to cost me, like, I don't know, 1300 bucks, 1500 bucks, something like that. And I know I got to do it. It's inevitable. I am going to do it at some point. Soon. Well, but I just can't get myself to do it. Do you not like that about anything?
2: Uh, At this point in my life, no. Like, if I need a new phone, I'm going to just go get a new phone, bro. But like you have, that. it's 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 different for you. Like, you're a dad, you're a husband, and... Like if something breaks around the house, you would much rather use that fifteen hundred bucks on the thing that breaks
0: as opposed to your phone. I can just say, eh, I'm gonna spend something on me. I love how you're giving me the ben- the uh, benefit of the doubt, but it's really just it's not true. It's not an issue of whether or not I have the money for it. Like I have the money for it. I just <laughs> don't want to do it. I don't want to part with that money. But if it just sits in your
2: pocket or bank account. What what is it? What good is it doing you? Oh, you I work so hard. It. No, I look no. Look at it and love it. And you work so hard for
0: that money. Pretend I'm going to use then, it for something fun. <laughs> which, and then it ends up being like plumbing it. or something. It's always just buying something you already have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, y'all, y'all watch Swamp People?
3: We watch Swamp what? People. Yeah. Do y'all watch Swamp People? Is I that still on?
0: Is that that's where yeah, the uh, Gators? It's yeah. still on. At. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I do. In fact, my wife is uh, from Louisiana and uh, some of parts of that show remind me of family get-togethers to be honest.
3: (laughs) No, so there's one dude on the show, he was, I was watching the other day, he had him, his son was on the boat and his son was like telling them about like, you know, this progressive world of like banking, right? (laughs) He was like, yeah, no, I don't put my money in a bank. That's that's crazy, I don't trust no damn bank. He's like, dad, what do you do with your money, right? He's like, what, my money? He pulls out his wallet. And pulls out like seven grand, just counts it out. So I keep it right here in the back in my bank <laughs> pocket. But holy beat up jeans, so I keep it right here in my wallet. I, and I sleep with these jeans on. I know what's going. I know I put my money in the no bank. What if somebody robs it? He's like, what? If somebody robs the bank? It's like, yeah, he's like, they're not gonna get my money. He's like, how you know it's not gonna be your money? I'm like, oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't think they uh, heard of FDIC at the swamp.
0: Nah, they don't know nothing about no federal. <laughs> Russ, <nothing> like <laughs> oh right. they're also if you if you notice from his story, they're also he, if he sleeps in those jeans. Yeah, there's that. He's, wear, he's wearing his Bayou jeans in his bed. That's gross, man. His blood covered yeah. alligator. His alligator blood covered jeans. Yeah, we swamp talked water about jeans.
2: It last week, with the you can't wear the outside clothes onto the bed because it's no. nasty. No. See, Herb understands. Yeah, Herb, last week I was saying that I had a, a guest come to the, the apartment and okay. she tried to sit on my bed, yeah, no. but she, in outside clothes. And not just yeah, yeah. outside clothes, she had taken the L to come see me. Yeah, and no. I'm like, definitely not.
3: No, ma'am. See? No. There are in the bed
0: and your clothes is outside of those rules. See? <laughs> There you go. And I accused Russ of having that be one of his moves. Welcome to Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure with Russ Dorsey. That voice you're hearing that you've heard before is Herb Howard from It's the Bigs joining us as guest co-host today. We're very happy to have you back, Herb. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Appreciate you all for having me. And we got Tony Gill on the uh, on the board. Tony, you are a longtime admirer from afar of Herb Howard are you not I am I am you know you guys know I rock with uh, Gene
1: and Terrence uh, for a long time and anybody that they bring in to their fold is uh, people that I trust because I trust Eugene and Terrence and their decision making so uh, yeah just watching Herb and listening to Herb do his thing up in uh, up in Dallas uh, you're doing us proud my guy Nah, Russ,
3: I appreciate it, man. I've been a fan of your work for 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 longer than you've been a fan of mine, for sure, right? Oh, mine too. Uh, so Tony
0: Russ or Tony? You said Russ. You just I said Russ. Yeah. Did you just mix him up? He did. Right. He did. And you know, like, look
2: like, look wow. I am like, we I wow.
0: Tony, I've been a fan of your we're, work. We're not so polite to let that slide. We're gonna, we're gonna get you for that. Okay, Russ is Russ is the one with more hair, and Tony is the one who keeps his hair, you know, cut a little more, a little closer. Okay, is you know, that help? Tony's got that. the green sweatshirt that says "Free Smoke," and Russ is wearing the one that says, "What does that say? Viking Baseball or something?" It does. Yeah. Man. Can you keep him straight,
3: Herb? I'll, I'll do my best, but but Tony. Fan of your work for a long time, but good to
2: meet you for real Actually meet you, you know what I mean? (laughs) As as you guys, the listeners know, Herb was on when Tony was on his sabbatical Uh, his PTO that we did not uh, approve upon his arrival at Sports Adjacent You guys keep calling it PTO,
1: I was still
0: working (laughs) Just just half as much for the (laughs) Right. Right, Hey guys, here's, here's like, this is the opposite of what happens in, in our business. For us, they're always like, Hey, here's something new you can do. Here's something, do a podcast, do this, do this, do TV appearances. You can do all this. And you're like, Oh, for more money. And they're like, no, 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 no. For the same, same thing. money. <laughs> Tony's like, Hey, Tony, comes at us with the opposite scheme of how about I do half the work, but same money. This
1: is, this is actually oh, the oh, easier yes. part. Like talking in, in talking shop with you guys and having fun. That's the easy part. The harder part of the job is actually editing. So I, I focused and did the harder part of the job versus the, fun the harder part. part
2: of the job is me writing these
0: checks every month, Tony. If we <laughs> keep it a book. Tony, you understand that both parts of the job are supposed to be equally difficult, right? The only reason what? that this is so easy for you is because you don't prepare at all. Oh, yeah. That's you, you, you do nothing, like you don't actually produce. You don't plan the show. You don't plan segments. I do all of that. Russ does all of that. You when I send you when I send you something, mm-hmm. I, I when you do these reading segments, for example, mm-hmm. here, guess what, everybody? You can peek behind the curtain of these great reading segments that Tony's so proud of. I pick all of them. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Tony never selects any of it. That's right. I find it, I send it to him an email, and he practices it all day to make sure it, No, he doesn't practice it at all. The first time that he reads it <laughs> he is right before he's gotta to do it. it. He's just he's shocked. That I've called on. Hey, can you read the uh, whatever the Tim Anderson quote that I, I sent you today? And Tony's just like fumbling through his well. Oh shoot, you know, right as the music's playing, getting ready to read it, and then and then you know, Tony, like at least half the time, doesn't let's just say doesn't read it as well as he reads his NBC Sports promos. <laughs> Is that fair, Tony? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Somehow that
2: <laughs> I, I honestly think we should just start writing half the checks.
0: <laughs> Until he turns it around that, that would no, For misreading yeah. You know what we need No for, for not me. doing any work what if, what if
1: What if? I couldn't read Or what if I read at like a fourth grade level you'd be talking about so a person at, that couldn't at, read th-
0: at, 30, if, at 30 who years who old
2: If you can't who read at 30 I don't really know what to tell you brother
0: where, what are you even throwing out there? What if I read at a fourth grade level? You're no, like, so he said, what
2: first, It's first. what if I can't read at all?
1: <laughs> so what, what, what,
0: what if
2: reading was a
1: challenge for me, and I didn't want yeah, to make it to not. my Yeah, but
0: it's not. Tony, what if I didn't have a voice? How would I do a podcast? Oh, yeah, that'd be really hard, but that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, if that was the
1: key. What are you talking about have if you, guys you ever didn't know to me? read? Have you guys ever asked me if I could read adequately? Why would I
2: ask you that? Hey, you know? What? what? <laughs> Why would I ask you that, Tony? You think you have fooled the score? NBC Sports Chicago, us, your friends that you love and care about, Revis High School, Robert Morris, yeah, everybody—that no longer exists. <laughs> Robert Morris does still exist.
1: No, it doesn't. Not not the one in Chicago. <laughs> the that, school baby. still <laughs> exists.
2: The Illinois Media School. Like, you've just fooled everybody.
1: Hey, man It's all a sham. It's all a big sham. What do they what call those? Uh, actor? I'm an actor.
2: And you're a scammer.
1: To be
3: honest, how often do you actually see anybody read? Like actually see them read? You can assume because that, of the job they do, you assume that they can't. No, it's, not, not, a Tony, 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 it's not a good point, It's
1: not Herb, speaking facts. No, Herb's just...
3: Tony, You have, you have a job where you have to
2: read things. I'm trying to... How often do I read? Tony, you we literally do read read reads at NBC Sports Chicago. You're not freestyling those like Hove on the mic. Hear I mean, <laughs> You're reading those off of a sheet of paper or off a computer.
1: Look, no, yeah. I could just have like a. You know, remember when Nick Cannon on Drumline where they were like, "Oh man, how is he doing all this amazing stuff?" Like, oh, he can't read the music <laughs> Wait a minute. Tony, that's a terrible... <laughs> he, that's a terrible he remembered, thing because he lied. He remembered the sound. He, he couldn't read music. He remembered the sounds. And, no! And, and and he saw the patterns and then could do the job. Maybe... Tony, he know. was
2: freestyling. No, That wasn't even the
1: sheet music. No, no, He saw... No, no, no. In Drumline, Nick Cannon would watch somebody do... He was like, no, no, you do it first. He would watch them do the beat. Then he would... Uh, Remember the beat exactly, and then replicate it. That's how he was able to survive as long as he did until he got found out that he couldn't read the music. That's what happened.
2: That that could be me. I have a beautiful mind. He was no. He was a savant.
0: You, you you're Tony. Also, how would how would that how would that work in the world of reading? Anyway, sports adjacent and this breakdown of drumline and Nick Cannon's performance in it is brought great to movie. By-, by the way, I can I can uh, that's one of those movies I could go word for word beginning to end It's brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Not the movie, but our breakdown of it. Uh, You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and get $23 off your order of great bedding over there. Sheets, comforters, duvets, throw blankets. No promo code needed if you go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. They've got the sheet set. They've got all this great stuff, and it's perfect for this time of year. It's so good for summer when it's hot. These sheets are very breathable, very soft. Sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. You go to our landing page, you'll get twenty three dollars off your order. Herb, one way that Russ, one thing Russ and I have discussed as far as a method of getting hmm, better performance out of Tony, better effort is okay. uh, we do have the phone number of his fiance. We could have a direct line into her, and I know, I know, we would see instant results if we went that route. But I'm concerned that that might be dirty of us. Yeah, I think that's a little below the belt. I don't think y'all should. I don't think y'all should take that route. Well, we've tried. In, in our defense, we've tried twelve other things in the past year plus. Russ. Well, here's my thing. The one thing we haven't tried before that is
2: like hitting his pockets because I feel like if we deduct money from the check each month, he's gonna get his attention. Like, look at uh, the, the the owners in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Everything else that Dan Snyder had been doing, man, you know, we, you know, we'll just see how the, the, the investigation plays out. You know what I mean? You start hitting those pockets, and it's like uh, we're, we're counting votes because this is—we've had enough. Have you so all tried an started. IEP?
3: Have we tried a what? An IEP, an, an individual education plan
2: for, like, like, for he's having school
3: for diverse <laughs> learners. You, we, just we just established that he's not that strong of a student mm-hmm. reader, mm-hmm. perhaps. That's you, not are true, gr- you all are grading him on the same scale as everyone else when he deserves an individual education plan under which he could produce
2: at a sufficient level. So the IEP, Jason, I don't know if you if they you had heard of these prior, but like this is, this is what they used to have for the bad kids is in, high, in high school or even uh, lower than that. And it was like a plan of attack to how to get them to like read books and stuff. But that wouldn't
0: apply here. I
2: don't. It doesn't. But I'm just. I was just explaining for our listeners out there that might not have ever also, heard of IEP. Also, the,
0: the, the curriculum he's in here is producing a podcast, and he has referred to himself as "quote the litest producer in the game." But, both but things can
2: be true. I don't. I don't uh, know if it's necessarily true anymore, Tony. I, I think you you haven't necessarily earned that title lately. Oh, uh, what producer? What other producer is as lit as me?
1: Tammy He's not lit. He's great. It's a difference. <laughs> what is the difference? <laughs> lit, you just What's the you know, difference between lit and great? Well, great is, you know, he Tanny's the goat, right? Chris Tannehill's the goat, uh okay. audio, everything. Um So he's lit. That sounds pretty so he's, lit to me. No, no, no. No, it's it's it could be lit, but he's more great than anything. Lit is just a vibe that you bring, like an energy that you bring to the whole setting, to the group that entices everybody to contribute and have fun and yeah. laugh, like it, it creates the environment for creative things to happen. That's what the latest producer is.
0: Herb, you following this or
3: no? Uh, I'm I'm trying real, real hard to stay with Tone on this one. Um,
2: Thank you, Herb. No, nope, don't do it. I'm trying. I'm trying to do it. But it's like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, and I was with him on the nickname. Right. He can
3: certainly be the littest producer, but he just heaped so much praise on Tanny that it's like it was kind right. of self-defeating. However, I'm still with
2: you, Tony. Don't worry about it. We're gonna
3: we're gonna we are going to we going we we going to overcome. Still, nah duh. The guy right there. You
2: can't give your you can't give your own. If I said Tony was the littest producer in Chicago sports media, that's one thing. But if he says it, now you look like a bag. <laughs> so you, you don't yeah, have any self-proclamation, people, yeah, Other bros. people will say it for you. No, you let people talk about you. You let other people uh, boast on man, your
1: name. Man, if you don't say, that, say to yourself in the mirror every day, after you say your prayers, man, I'm going to attack this. I'm the littest to ever. I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest to ever do this. Before you go out there on that field, Jason, before you go out there and ask your questions to whoever said Bears coaches, say, <laughs> I am the littest reporter in this scrum right now, nobody can do this job better than me. You you don't say that to yourself every
0: day. No, but Tony, you say it. You don't say it in the mirror. You say it on our show. Hey, <laughs> that's how much I believe it.
2: Also, also part of saying your affirmation is you you actually have to follow through.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Russ, the thing is, I think he does it as other places of work. When he used to work at the Score, we're now at NBC, uh, is on, the Goffs, is the on, on Go- no, they <laughs> were. But when they were, when he was there and on golf show like i i think that he's he for some reason this feels like something he can blow off.
2: Mm. I am I, uh, I Jason you keep making I'm uh, going to start blowing off sending these checks each month.
1: Also, I don't know if you guys are taking into consideration this show has been wildly successful, right? What if, for if, now. I, if I did change? What will be the imp, the impact on the show overall? Oh, how I don't know, Tony, maybe right. we
2: get better than we are right now. <laughs> I mean, God just, forbid. People God wanna, forbid we he, improve on the level we're at right now and get, get take it to another level. Oh, Tony! Man, oh my goodness! Man, I can't people, even believe People, oh.
1: people want to join the vibe of the show. People, want, people love the show. Herb, Herb, came back. The show's pretty lit. Herb come, Herb come, Her, Herb was on the show when you weren't here because you weren't. <laughs> you,
2: you just took a vacation.
1: He didn't, he didn't. know I wasn't going to be here. Be there in that episode.
0: He came on the show because he's my friend. And the show's lit. Two things can be true. You assume it's because of you. I like how your argument to Russ is like, hey, Russ, you see how the show is going with uh, two people trying? If three <laughs> people were trying, it'd ruin it.
2: Uh, yeah, well, that would just show a tank. <laughs> like, we'd get no listeners. Oh, we'd Nobody fall watch
0: yeah. Too many cooks we'd in the kitchen. Jeez, man. Herb is uh, one of the many reporters covering the Bears, and we are in the absolute, like, uh, driest part of the year as far as covering the we're going to off-season practices where uh, by rule nothing can really happen herb what tell the people what this is like covering otas and reporting on and interviewing people when nothing is happening right now it's really really difficult
3: because you're kind of watching a hundred or so guys just kind of middle about a grassy area doing things that vaguely resemble football, even though half of them won't be here when they actually start playing football. And you're trying to find things that matter Who, you're like, hey, what are you looking for today? What? Nothing. Like I'm not, like, I'm just I'm just here because I should be and I'll create something to talk about it, like, but yeah, it's it's really, really bad. Today we stood around taking prop bets on things that won't ever happen. I bet half a dozen reporters of beer that Darnell Mooney will catch 40 passes this year. I
0: mean not Darnell Mooney. No. No, not Darnell Mooney. He wants to lose that bet. Daz Newsome. He, he thinks Daz Newsome's going to catch 40 balls in the regular season. Yeah. Passes, mark,
2: not much. Daz Newsome follows me on Twitter. Shout out to Daz Newsom. He has, why, but... he has good taste. He has
0: good taste on Twitter. Nice
3: hey, I'm on, I'm on the nice guy. I'm on the hook for like 30 bucks if he doesn't catch 40 balls. So I need him to come through. <laughs>
0: Do I, now, I, I, of course, took the under on that and probably would have taken the under on half that. Um, do do I have to collect my reward in the form of you buying me a beer or can I just take the cash?
3: No, it's it's got to be, you know, same place, same time, sit down, clink beer. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I might just rather have the eight bucks. I'm sure you would rather have the a bucks. I'm certain of it, but you know,
2: yeah, as, as we know, he likes to look at the money and not spend it. But look at <laughs> right, it. right, exactly. right. There there you
0: you well, I would really <laughs> like a beer right now, but I don't want to spend this.
2: A- but but I-, I don't even want to take it out my pocket. Eight dollars
0: could go towards my next iPhone five years from now. Uh, Russ was playing a game with me that the other night that only sports writers would play. Uh, he was reading guys on the Bears roster and seeing if I yes. heard of them. And uh, largely the answer was no. Because as you said, there's like 90 guys here right now. And half, roughly half, two-thirds of these guys will not make the roster. I mean, really, like 40 of these guys are going to end up actually playing. It yeah. would come, come week one. Yeah. Um, do you think you would do well at that game? If I said, for example, uh, let's see here. Rice nope. and John, do you know who that is? He's the tight end, number 87. Andre sun. You nailed it. Uh, you uh, did not you. nail it, Tony. <laughs> 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 Actually, you know what? Russ uh, Russ played a different game with me, too, that I want to play with you right now. Tony, hit the Everything's Fine button real quick.
1: Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call
0: this is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. We're at this weird stage right now where I can't tell if everything's fine in a serious way or in a sarcastic I don't know. And I don't think we're going to know for like a year. But the thing that Russ said to me, Herb, I guess you can tell us how fine everything, in fact, is. Uh, Russ told me that the Lions are better than the Bears. Ooh, Do you think that's I can tell by your hesitation that might be true In which case everything would can, definitely not can be Can I fine. explain
2: my point first and then we let Herb go Yes please Alright Herb so the fellows that were at the house Watching basketball And during the break Of one of the games Before the second game came on I said The Lions are a better team than the Bears Jason pushed back against that Instantly he was like yeah, the Bears will always Win one against the just, Lions Just reflexively
0: Without right. any thought, just reflexively, that there's no way that could ever be true. That I can't said, be said I said Jason
2: true. I said, Jason, the Bears have one of the worst rosters in the NFL right now. And I said, and I can read you off the Lions roster right now, and just by the names alone, they have to beat the Bears twice. And so then I read the Lions roster and he was like, it's eh, a pretty good, pretty good team. And then I read him off the Bears roster. And if oh you God. take away Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, Roquan Smith, Cole Komet, maybe Travis Gibson he may have heard of three dudes of the 90 I read off.
0: <laughs> this is, by the way, a lit Friday night when you're a sports writer. This is, right. this is me and Russ hanging out and getting crazy. Right. Man, told, right. told him, man, we had the pizza, the the, the the beverages flowing.
2: It was a good night. But, wow, but Russ, right. made, Russ <laughs> made a
0: strong case that the Lions have uh, better players. Listen, the, the, the Lions have
3: had decent rosters before. I mean, let's just think about it. The Lions have a top five all-time running back to their credit, probably a top five all-time wide receiver, right? They've, they've, they've had guys before. They have guys now, but they won't win because they're the Lions. And I would always start this conversation at the quarterback position, and i take Justin Fields over Jerry Goff every day of the week. And, and, and who's he throwing the
2: ball to? I
3: don't know any of those people. Exactly. Newsom, <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. Because, right. because if I'm Jared Goff, I'd much rather be throwing to Jameson Williams and Amara St. Brown and the brothers they got up in Detroit as opposed yeah. to our our guy Daz Newsome, friend of the show. The uh, Brown, the Bears have a St. Brown brother. Yeah, but they got the worst one. Shout out to the St. Browns, I mean, St. Browns. <laughs> To the Browns Because there's Saint isn't in the name Brown um, Equinemius is, is is not The one that is the yeah. uh, the Star of the family uh, Amin Ra up in Detroit is But it's, it's Byron Pringle, it's Equinemius St. Brown It's uh, Daz Newsom And Darnell Mooney Like what are we doing here, Jason?
3: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you when you when you just run off those names, but there's still the Lions, and there's just yeah. something that they, like they, you can't. There's no way they beat the Bears twice or anybody else. In fact, everybody in the league, with the exception of maybe the Jaguars, is always like, yeah, we can beat the Lions.
2: I'm taking you all to dinner. Uh, Lions have a better record than the Bears this season. There's no chance. All right, bet. Bet it up.
3: Neither one of them can beat the Packers or the Vikings. So you got pretty much four losses for both of them right there. And then it just comes down to what happens between them. And I don't think they beat the Bears. The
2: the Bears literally have the three of us, the four of us, and Justin Fields on the roster right now. So, like, the Lions have dudes. They just got Aiden Hutchinson. They got um, Hawkinson as their tight end. Like, that's a, a legitimate team. So I say the Bears, I mean, the Lions have a better record than the Bears, and if I if if I'm wrong, I will take all of y'all to dinner. If I'm right, however, we have to figure out something. We'll take you to dinner. Let's get it. Yeah, is not how it work. Yeah,
0: done. Tony, save your checks up. <laughs> I can't take any more NFC North talk. Please cut the segment. <laughs> Russ, we are a Chicago-based show, but we don't intend to be necessarily a Chicago show. We talk about stuff that happens in Chicago quite a bit because it's where we live and because it's usually front of mind. But sometimes what happens in Chicago is the the big national sports story. That's definitely the case this week with Tim Anderson, White Sox shortstop, getting into it with uh, Josh Donaldson. The short version of this story is that these guys have a lot of friction in their history. And Josh Donaldson has now twice taken it to a different level by calling Tim Anderson, Jackie, as in Jackie Robinson. Uh, This uh, Josh Donaldson says, this is in reference to a sports Illustrated article from a few years ago where Tim Anderson said not that he was Jackie Robinson, but that he feels like Jackie Robinson sometimes, especially because he is, I believe he's the only black player on the white Sox right now. And one of obviously very few black players in major league baseball. Um, He did it again. Josh Donaldson did it again this past weekend when the Sox were playing the Yankees, called him Jackie. These guys are not friends. So uh, it is odd that Josh Donaldson is referring back, calling back to an old Sports Illustrated article to joke around with someone who he is not friends with. Uh, Josh Donaldson got suspended for one game for this. Everybody's acknowledged. This. this isn't like sources said he called him Jackie or something like that. Everyone's, but including Josh Donaldson's been out in the open with this. Um, Tim Anderson hasn't really said much about this herb. He addressed it, but he hasn't really expounded upon this a lot. Not that he has to, uh, not that it's his job to answer every time something like this happens. And he's often uh, the guy he's, he is a guy who has often been involved in situations like this, where he has felt, every bit of the minority that he is in baseball. What was your reaction, Herb, watching this story play out between these two guys? As it's kind of unfolded,
3: um, for me, first, I wasn't, I'm not surprised. I'm never surprised that, you know, any acts of of racism in America, intentional or otherwise, I'm just America- has the history that it has. And I think that it's important that we acknowledge. It. And I think some, so many times we try to, you know, call it something else or sweep it under the rug or just forget about it. Or that was a long time ago. And it's present day stuff. It's stuff that happens here all the time. We saw what happened in Buffalo last week. And I mean, I think for me, more than the act, I was more, I guess I had a stronger reaction to how the general public and some of the talking heads reacted to it. And specifically, I watched uh, Stephen A. Smith and Marcus Spears discuss it. uh, I think yesterday morning or the day before, something like that. And they were both very, very understanding and forgiving of Donaldson. And, you know, I don't think that he meant it that way. And I don't know the guy to call him racist or say he was being racist or anything like that, or he had any ill will behind it. And quite frankly, I don't know him either. Right. I don't know him either to say that he is a racist or anything like that. What I do know is that every time another subset of our culture is offended, intentional or otherwise. Right. They stand on it. They call people out. They hold people accountable. And that person is um, expected to make amends. For their wrongdoing or the harm that they cause, intentional or otherwise, you can't accidentally offend a member of the LGBTQ community. You're gonna have to own up to that, right? But I think every time it's black people, it's like, oh, we don't we don't want to play the race card. It's not nobody's playing nothing. This is America, right? Like, what what about the history of this country would lend you to be so forgiving or 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 you know so beneficial in terms of the doubt? To this dude like there's for what reason, right? Just say he offended Tim Anderson. Now, whether he meant to or not, whether he had any type of malice behind what he was saying or not, Tim Anderson was offended by it. So you come out, you say, hey, I understand what I said was wrong. It was misplaced. I didn't mean it that way. I apologize. I learned from it. I won't do it again. End of story. All of this explaining it. You know, I heard it on an article and I thought he was cool with it and we've done this before. Like, we don't need to explain it. And black people certainly don't need to find themselves making excuses for it or finding a way to say, okay, it's okay. So okay. nobody else does that. Not the Jewish community, Not the. Nobody, no other community accepts that. When they find themselves offended, they expect someone to make amends for it. And I think that it should be the same for us. And it's disappointing to me when specifically black people are like, uh, we need this, this. This one isn't that bad. We should let it go. Like wh- somebody got a kneel on our neck for nine minutes in the middle of the street for it to be bad. Like no, if we're offended, we're offended. Correct your behavior, apologize, and move on.
2: Herb is uh, correcting everything he just said. I think for me, a couple things. One, I was more surprised that Donaldson admitted it after it came out what he said. One, then the, the 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 story that you give of Oh, this is an inside joke we've had I don't have inside jokes with people I have beef with I don't I don't even You very rarely even talk
0: to people you have beef with yeah, who jokes around with people that they have friction with
2: And not only did they have beef Literally, the week prior When the Yankees were in town Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson had beef Bench is clear yeah. The whole shebang so to pretend like this is some, ah, oh, that's my man's, we always making this, that's ridiculous. The other part was, I think, I'm with her, I was more disgusted by the fallout and, and everything that I saw publicly from people, where whether it was, oh, Tim Anderson's race baiting, or, you know, he's a fake tough guy, or you shouldn't compare yourself to Jackie Robinson, or one of the most disgusting things, no, not one of the most, the most disgusting thing was I saw a black man with a a big platform, and I'm not going to give him the benefit of saying his name on my platform, but I saw him on his Twitter say, Jackie Robinson dealt with real racism. Whatever Tim Anderson is doing is not that. Then proceeded to call Tim Anderson a fake tough guy. It is words like that that are so damaging to what we see in our country on a daily basis, because it, you as a black man saying that it gives people who fully racist have uh, some racism in them. Races they might not be, be you. your full blown racist. Racist adjacent. But they have racist adjacent, yes. Um, or have some of those ideologies that can now point to you and say, well, this is a black dude that agrees with us. Like he said, it's it's not racist. So it's not racist. <laughs> like, who are you to say that this is real racism, racism and this is not? Right, So somebody has to call me the n-word For it to be real racism Somebody has to call me a jigaboo Or whatever for it to be real racism And It's so frustrating That you This is your people This is you Like people you feel like you somehow You know going to be Loved more by uh, Outside communities because you took this stance And it's disgusting And I think the other part of it is where the following day you had some Yankees fans, and I won't say all, some, that after the context, after everything had come out, proceeded to chant Jackie at Tim Anderson when he was at the plate. And it's sad. It, it's it's sad. And I wish that people didn't try to tie them. You know, people were tying themselves in knots trying to defend what Josh Donaldson said. i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say there's so many people aaron boone his uh josh donaldson's manager came out and said that wasn't the right thing aaron judge came out and said that wasn't the right thing and you even had tim anderson uh on the day we've recorded on tuesday say look i haven't talked to dude since 2019 after he's called me that the first time
0: i said we never have to speak you don't have to speak to me i don't have to speak to you Tim Anderson not going to do one of these peace summit press conferences with Josh Donaldson. Um, no. Doesn't this incident kind of prove kind of not, not, not that it needs to be proved necessarily, but doesn't this kind of isn't, doesn't this incident serve as evidence to Tim Anderson saying that he feels kind of like Jackie Robinson, Tim Anderson to me from out from the, from afar as a guy that doesn't cover baseball, it seems like major league baseball wants to say that Tim Anderson is their black friend, but he's not actually welcome. At this country club.
3: Yeah, I,
0: I I agree with that. And I think again,
3: for me, I, I I put that I put a lot of the onus on black people now. Obviously, they aren't creating this problem, but I'm talking about the response to it. Like just stay on code, right? We have we have issues that we're trying to address, that we're trying to improve upon. We're trying to, you know, be more liberated and all these things, be less oppressed. And every time there's something that rises, there's this debate. Even amongst us, about is this bad enough? How bad does it have to be? Right. Like I don't have to be swinging from a tree to experience racism. Like I, I just it, it really really bothers me our inability to stay on code when we see every other group in this country staying on code, even in the face of damning evidence that their side or a member of their side has done something egregious, like, yeah, I know, but that's my man. So I'm just going to be quiet. Right. And it's like, I don't, I I get it. I don't even blame them. Right. I, I get it. I don't care like what side of the line you're on. It's like, okay, well, he's, he's out of line, but nobody's going to come out and speak out about it because that's my team. And I get that. I get that. And to a certain degree, I respect it. It's disheartening when, when, when black people are unable to do that in such as, such instances.
1: Uh, Tim talked about it today about uh, Josh Donaldson's uh, referring to uh, him calling Tim Anderson then back in 2019. Uh, he said, I told him we never have to talk again. I won't speak to you. You won't speak to me if that's how you're going to refer to me. I knew he knew exactly what he was doing. So that was Tim Anderson's response to Donaldson saying he called him that in 2019. Um, this is just kind of goes to the traditional black American trope of, um, if I don't think it hurts you, then it doesn't hurt you. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that goes to a lot of different landscape and one prime example that, uh, that I'm constantly reminded, uh, is, uh, black women in hospitals, uh, they're more likely to die, uh, even though we've made plenty of advances in in the medicine field of childbirth. They're still the most likely, in terms of per, uh what per, um, yeah. We've got like a birth, uh,
3: like line. birth mortality rates for black right. women in this country that are akin to like third world countries.
1: Yeah, Uh and it's because traditional other cultures don't believe black women when they say that they're in pain or they are hurting. Um, if they don't see some extreme version of pain, then they don't believe a black person or a black woman in that example. Um, and this is just another case uh, of a black person, a black man saying, no, I'm not cool with this. And they're coming to their own decision, saying, uh, it's fine. And, and it's like, what do you hear how it is? This is how it is for a lot of black people in majority of white spaces. We got to deal with a lot of crap. And you can't say too much because now you're loud. Now you're ignorant. Now you're causing issues for everybody else. So just because Tim Anderson didn't cause a riot the first time in a majority white space, that doesn't mean he was okay with it. And he obviously made a statement to Donaldson the first time he was called that, um, saying, no, we don't have to do this. You don't say anything to me. I won't say anything to you. If that's how you're going to do, if that's how you're going to refer to me on this field, don't say anything to me because you obviously don't are out of your mind. You obviously don't know how to talk to people. So don't, we don't have to do this. And then Donaldson being the bag, he is did it again and then tried to find an excuse for it. And then tried to find in his own brain, tried to find an excuse for it. All that to say, Tim Anderson and it, it, it goes to what Jason just point out. He's doing that experience just in a modern time. He's, he's not in a uh, majority black space. He has uh, had issues and what he's talked about in terms of how to be himself in a space that doesn't look like me. He's been in locker rooms where he's been the only black person He's been in a workspace where he's the only black person in there. So it's annoying when people just don't believe you. As much as you try to speak it, as much as you try to say how you're hurting or you're hurting me, when people don't believe you, it sucks. It it ruins your humanity. And it's like, I'm I'm human just like you. Why don't you believe me when I say you're hurting me? And that's the most frustrating part about this whole situation to me. It's
3: not their experience, Tony. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like how could they? I I recall an incident, I don't know, a decade ago or something. I was at work. Me and one of the only other black guys who worked there were having a conversation about uh, racial profiling in the police department, right? Right and we're just having a conversation and a white woman's probably about 60, 65 at the time. Um, here's our conversation. And she goes, Herb and Tony, his name is Tony too. He's like, Herb and Tony, um, that just can't be true, right? You guys had to be doing something. They wouldn't just pull you over for no reason. And my initial response was to be upset. But and I just got been walked away. But as I was walking away, I was like, how could she know? Like, how could she reconcile this in her brain? There's nothing I could explain to her to say, hey, as a black man with a driver's license, registration, insurance, no illegal weapons, no illegal substances, nothing. Right. The police are behind me. I'm nervous. Right. How could I? There's no way for me to. Impart that upon her; like she can't possibly understand it, and so that's why, again, I, I I tend to get more upset about how Black people respond to these things than how non-Black people respond to these things, because how could you understand it? You know, what I mean? even 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 the most well-intentioned, and you can see it, and you can know that it's wrong, but there's no way you can understand what that feeling is like. And so it's like trying to trying to explain that feeling to people is just like, nah, like I I am hurting, I am hurting. They. They aren't going to get it
2: One of those things for me is like After George Floyd and Breonna Taylor In 2020 when Everybody was and When I say everybody I'm talking about Non-black people was crying Everybody's like oh my goodness I didn't know it was so bad And everybody wanted to be listening and learning And all that And then in Major League Baseball, you had players holding hands and they held some black rope on opening day and then never did it again. And I remember talking to a handful of black baseball players that season and after that and was just like, yo, what are are, do those conversations ring hollow to you? And it's like, yes, because when you really want to have those conversations, people not trying to hear you. And that's how you get situations like this where a player cannot even know I feel like Josh Donaldson knew what he was doing in that situation but I I feel like even if he didn't how do you not know that's not okay to say to an African
0: American player? See Russ I don't think it's that much of a reach I think there are times where especially as a a white male in the ultimate like privileged class in our country there are times when I'm I need it explained to me or I need some help getting okay why was this hurtful to somebody and I want to know I don't think this takes a lot of research. I don't I don't think it's very hard to connect the dots between what Josh Donaldson... You, you never actually know someone's intent in their heart, but I don't think it's much of a reach to hear what he said and be like, oh, yeah, I know. Dude, that was instigating. That was racist. Yeah, to not know the racial undertones of that
2: statement is just being ignorant to the facts and to everything that, one, Jackie Robinson fought for. Also, I, I just the the impact is way always greater than the intent yeah i might not intend to hurt you but once i've hurt you i've hurt you and so you like i think for me the response from people is like you you completely ignore the fact that i'm hurt to say then that they didn't mean it like that you know that's always the first thing that you you hear
3: My whole thing is... There's no other reason to make a statement like that.
2: None.
1: Yeah. I mean, my whole thing is like, look, everybody, most people, would claim that they're a good person until it's time to be a good person. Mm. That's, That's just my whole thing. Like, if you claim to be a good person, then be a good person. What does a good person do in this situation? Do that. Trying to justify your actions when they hurt somebody. You know, one thing that I've learned in my relationship Sometimes intent Doesn't really matter that much hmm. Like it It just doesn't It took me it doesn't a
0: excuse the impact
1: right? Like I, I had to learn that That no matter where I thought And again this is Putting a lot more on Josh Donaldson than I think he deserves If his intent Was to do it in jest And then it was a bad reaction his response tells me he is not a good person. Well, one, his history tells me he's not a good person, one. But if you want to isolate this example, he is not a good person because Tim had an issue with it. And his response was to fight back instead of saying, oh, I didn't know. I thought I thought we were cool, like for real, on the field. That, that's, that's my bad. I apologize. And then after, in the post game, you say, hey, I was wrong in that aspect you probably still getting suspended. But at least people know that, hey, at least in the public space, you have have seemed contrite. But he didn't do any of that. His coach isn't behind him, the other black players, or the, we only uh, heard from Aaron Judge in that aspect. It doesn't seem like he's behind him on that aspect. But, yeah, where where are those conversations in that locker room? Why is Josh Donaldson, who's been a bag Almost his whole career How is he still continuing to Get jobs again he's, he's good at baseball He's Still able to hit Home runs but how come Nobody is discussing this with him like why Is he in his locker room he is not a good person Why is he here So
0: you know This is this keep Josh going Donaldson, Josh Donaldson wants us to take into account context In this he wants us to know hey this was Something Tim Anderson said in a, in a Sports Illustrated story years ago that's to me, that's some uh, that's some telling context uh, on the negative side for him. It's like who who reads that article and kind of clocks that and is like, "Hey, I want I'm going to remember this one. I'm going to file this away, and uh, I'm going to think it's funny to call him Jackie the next time." I mean, I, I can't imagine making that joke to somebody I knew and was friends with, let alone letting that rip to somebody I know doesn't like me. And doing it a second time. Um, Tony, can you read, uh, and I don't want to do a reading segment on this, please. This is not the time for it, like with all the imaging and everything. But can you read the, uh, what, what uh, Liam Hendricks of the White Sox said about this? So Liam Hendricks said uh, this on the Josh Donaldson situation.
1: Usually you have inside jokes with people you get along with, not with people you don't get along with, get along at all. So that statement right there, complete bull bleep. In this clubhouse, we have Anderson's back and everything, and that was just a completely unacceptable thing. The Yankees are trying to whip it out as being an inside joke. No, that's horse bleed. I don't understand how Donaldson ever
0: thought of it like that. It's just straight delusional. Herb, I don't think... like You're right when you say that a uh, a white person cannot fully grasp and empathize with the instances of racism that black people deal with every day, mm-hmm. you know, great or small, whatever, however you want to categorize that sure. you have to, you have to try as a white person, you have to try to even begin to understand that. And you, and you should, especially if your colleagues are, are black people. Like, you're, I mean, that should be very obvious to you. I'm sure, I don't know Josh Donaldson's history, but I'm sure he's played with black players. He, like Tony said he plays with at least one black teammate in Aaron judge right now. I mean, you have to make an effort to do that. And I and it it's odd to me trying to look from Josh Donaldson's perspective that reading that Sports Illustrated story about Tim Anderson wouldn't enlighten him in some way to what that experience is like. And in general, like I can't really speak on uh, dealing with racism because I never have. But in general, I don't believe in comparison shopping on oppression and things that bother you mental health wise. Like if Tim Anderson is dealing with this kind of thing on even a semi-regular basis, that's a big deal. That's not one's real racism or one's real stress and one's not like this is legitimate stress in his world. I can't imagine that it would be a very fun experience and very enjoyable and healthy experience going to work in this kind of environment every day.
3: No, it can't, it can't be. But, you know, when you when, when you say that, you know, Josh Donaldson has to understand that and has to work to be better. I would I would say I would ask, does he Like, does he have to does he have to understand it? Does he have to work to do better? Because he is a white man in America. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's my house. I can do what I want. Right. That's that's what I've been taught. Right. I've been taught that I can do what I want here and largely Without consequence, especially if the only person being harmed or offended is a black person, right. And so I think that like there's no way for Tim to win, right? And so part of me wants to say, okay, these things continue to happen because not enough people get punched in the mouth for it, right? You get you get people popping off at the grocery store or popping off on the bus or whatever, and everybody either pulls out a phone and records it and they you know, try to make some emotional appeal to some sense of morality that that's never been shown towards us instead of just punching these people in the mouth. And so if half of me says punch him in the mouth, but then I also understand that if he says it on the field and then Tim Anderson hauls off and punches him in the mouth, now all we're doing is advancing the stereotype, right? Here's the angry black man, right? He's losing control. And if you don't punch him in the mouth and then you go into the media and say, hey, he said this to me, I'm offended by it. And then everybody's like, "Mm, offended by what? Calm down, stop playing the race car. And then it it's still you you still end up kind of um, in reinforcing the negative behavior like one way or the other. And so it's like there is, it's hard to find a win. And then it kind of just reinforces the bad behavior. And so for Josh Donaldson, if I've been a bag my whole life, nothing's ever happened to me. I'm still a, I'm still a millionaire baseball player. I still get to do what I want every day. Like, why do why I got to stop now?
0: Well, here, here's where it. Could be affected, I think, Russ. Like, I as of Tuesday night, as of the time we're recording this, and maybe different things come out over the next couple of days, I haven't seen a real strong statement about any of this from the Yankees. I don't think that what Boone said or what Judge said was really all that strong. I haven't seen their other players quoted saying anything uh, coming out against this. It's not on black people to get white people to treat them better. The white players in this lo- in this clubhouse and in this organization, all the way up to Brian Cashman uh, as the GM or president or whatever his title is, they have a place to say something about this.
2: I think uh, you won are right, and I think as as the three of us as black people, you do feel like you always have to be the one to explain, and you talk, the exhausting nature that is where, like I have to tell you why this is wrong all the time.
0: Didn't Tim Anderson look to you, Russ? Didn't Tim Anderson look to you exhausted talking yeah. about that? Especially Tuesday. By the time it was on day, what, three of this story? Like, didn't yeah. he look tired of talking about it? Yeah. I mean, that, that, he, most... he, a picture paints a thousand words. Like, he, his face looked like exactly what you're describing right now.
2: Sorry to interrupt uh, you. But. No, no, you're fine. And, like, I, I think that is... it's it's always something where I have to explain why this is wrong I have to explain why I'm offended I have to explain why you shouldn't say this to me or anybody else that looks like me I have to explain my feelings I have to explain um, the, the history of this and you know after a while that's yeah, like, like Herb said, like you feel like I'm just going to punch people in the mouth now Because clearly talking this out And trying to do go about it the right way you, You're not hearing anything I'm saying Or care um, But yeah, and it gets us in this bad thing But I think for me I've been so disappointed with You know, there, there are not a lot of people That get to do what we do There are not a lot of black people That get to do what we do And to hear black men not have the back of Tim Anderson has been maybe the most disappointing thing for me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones
1: who get it done.
0: I think basically our whole show today is gonna to be calling Bullsheet because we just did it on Josh Donaldson and uh, we could do it on Nick Saban and plenty of others, but let's do the actual Bullsheet segment. Tony, hit the button. This
1: is bullshit time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit
3: high quality bullshit (laughs) world-class designer bullshit to be sure
1: bullshit presented by sheets and giggles they just say whatever
2: they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about and what comes out is bullshit
0: russ this has turned into one of my favorite segments if not my favorite segment every week look look you guys listen to the show. You guys listen to other radio shows, podcasts, etc. You know what this is. You know this is a sponsored segment, but it's actually good. Like I actually love doing this and would want to keep doing this even if we change. But we're not gonna change. Sheets and giggles sponsors I call bullshit, and you can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash sa. That's our landing page, and get twenty three dollars off your order. You don't need a promo code; it puts it in automatically. If you go to that link, uh, you can get their sheet set, perfect for summer because it's one hundred percent eucalyptus, very soft, very breathable. Uh, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be sweating through the night in these sheets, not at all. Russ, I actually was looking at their uh, website; they get great reviews, and everybody I know, including really myself, sure. that has gotten these sheets loves them. Here's a review, a five star review of sheets and giggles that I'm reading from. Shelly R. It says, five stars. Thank you, Sheets and Giggles. My wife and I have been trying to get pregnant, so I bought your sheets to help with that. Thank you so much. Not, <laughs> not the first thing I've heard along those listen, lines, by
2: the way. listen. I, it's funny, but hey, it matters. If you try to get your freak on on some sheets that are soft, these are the sheets to do it. Tony uh, Tony
0: Tony Don't get described Tony, Well Tony 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 describes <laughs> that uh experience with, when he sleeps alone in his sheets and giggles.
1: <laughs> I mean, what do I have I been saying this whole time about sheets and giggles? All right. A lot of things. A lot of things, right? If yeah. if, if look I mean, it speaks for itself. If you try to get pregnant, you try to get her pregnant, get the sheets and giggles, man. Now they coming. Oh, Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right.
3: Thank you, Tony. The set sheet sounds
0: phenomenal, though. I want that. The sheet set comes in 11 colors. And another thing I like about this, Russ, like this is a small thing. This is a small thing, but it's a good thing. When anytime you're trying to put a fitted sheet on a mattress, it is such a pain that these are extra deep. Go ahead, Tony. Yo. (laughs) So very easy to get all the way on the mattress, and they don't ride up on you like during the night or anything like that. Um, they got the, con- the comforter, the duvet, the duvet cover, the throw blanket. You can go on there, build your own bundle. All these great things. SheetsGiggles dot com slash sa. Russ,
2: well, I up, was man? gonna, I was gonna say if you sleep in the buff, commando, ah, yeah. natural, uh, like Tony, and also myself. Yeah, I've mentioned uh, this many, many times. Yes. Uh, and herb, herb too. Yeah, yeah. The, these are the sheets for you. Like herb, I don't know if you're in the market, but use our promo code. These sheets, they, they'll get you right. I'll, I'll have them by this weekend. Let's get it.
0: I sleep in my underwear. I like that. I like to just you know. Wonderful. Nothing. Just else. Just, this, this the way we're to sidebar. No, she, uh,
2: she, uh, we're gonna sidebar this um, bullshit for a second because I want to know, yeah. like. Once you go, once you go draws list, Jason, you're not
0: yeah. going back. I promise you. Well, I have before, but there is an issue of like, I have kids. And when you're a parent, <laughs> anything can happen in the night where you have to jump out of bed and go running because somebody's crying. <laughs> so I got to have something on. You know, incorrect, I, have a, I have the answer for you.
2: Incorrect. You keep you keep the shorts. You have shorts, sweats, joggers by the bed, and our grace jump in and say, "Dad, I uh, something happened." Or they're not in the house. My my
0: kids don't come in my room. I got to run out of the room, but I can't. I'm not going to get jolted awake, Russ, at like 3 a.m. by some kid crying in another room, and be like, "Well, let me think this through. I better put my shorts back on, and I better, you know, I'm just going running."
2: I don't want you to to scar your children, but I think if you had some shorts by the bed, you can throw those joints on in like one second and be fine. Is your comfort less is your comfort less important than these hypothetical situations that you're building in your mind?
0: It, yes you don't want it, uh, or no i guess like whatever. Exactly. i don't i don't. i'm confused by the phrasing of your question but I'm, yes, you're, i'm saying your comfort is the most important thing
2: and these situations and scenarios are made up in your mind they're not even real yet. if if the trade-off
0: is i wear you know some underwear to bed versus i go sprinting down the hallway to tend to one of my crying children you And realize that i've got nothing on then yeah I'll, I'll i'll take the trade-off of wearing some underwear to bed it's not guaranteed that you're going to be sprinting down the hall, though. It could always happen. See, you don't know about this life at all.
2: <laughs> I don't.
1: I do have a question. You live in a nice place, I do, uh, with big windows.
2: Do you I don't just, I I've never I've never once closed the shade, Tony. I know Nobody, our can, nobody ask. can see Nobody can windows. see you that nobody high can up. See you, in the you've, you've been you've been to the house. Mm-hmm. You know how how high up it is. For me, I'm very comfortable with my body. So, I've worked very you, hard for this physique. Mm-mm. And if we, you're looking exactly congrats. Your body. Congrats. <laughs> if you want to look at me from 45, 60 floors up. Enjoy. Welcome welcome to my OnlyFans. Right? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> quite
1: the right. Just a heads up. Answer, rush but rush but showing but meat out here. Me not
0: showing feet. He's <laughs> showing meat out here. Nobody <laughs> can see in the windows.
2: Meat not feet. Hashtag meat not, not feet.
0: Nobody can see in the windows of like a hotel or an apartment building that's 40 stories high. Mm, you got a telescope. You got some binoculars.
3: Who, you zoom see in, see in people of walking your around phone? downtown
0: Chicago on the sidewalks you, you, with a telescope you, tone. You'd be able to. <laughs> mm hmm. You'd be, you'd be able to see it. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: Russ, what would you like to call bullshit on besides uh, the things we've already covered, which is besides you wearing Donaldson clothes and my
2: underwear choice? Yeah, uh, my dad texted me this morning like, my bullshit is Josh
0: Donaldson. So, dad, we got it covered. We, we took care of that one. <laughs> Hopefully um, we do. We'll have to wait no. and hear because we will get his feedback. Her breast's yes. parents are both on Twitter, and uh, they they usually are. They very regularly let all of us know whatever they think, and they're generally fans, so most of it's positive, if not all. The problem.
3: I like, is- I like that.
0: No, like
2: it's, it yes. it's cool until it's not her Because then Tony Puts me in all these awkward positions on here Talking about Russ You know when you're slaying meat out here and things like that mm. And my mama listens to this Podcast yeah. at 4 yeah. in the morning She just got done praying She read her bible at that time And then she hear Tony talking about me slaying meat It's not really the combination that I want
3: But but you are you are here though Russ you are alive so Where's that
2: it's neither here nor there my, my, um, my bullshit this week Is the Pittsburgh Steelers Now the Steelers have been without A GM all offseason. Right they went mm-hmm. through um, Free agency They went through the draft Without a general manager They had interviewed dozens of Candidates and today They hired a GM fellas mm-hmm. The problem is they hired a guy that had been with the organization For 20 years already That's
0: right, Omar Khan
2: Omar Khan, their VP of football operations Had been They hired him today, and it's like, bro If you were just gonna be hired, a brother That was down the hall Why do the runaround with Two dozen, three dozen candidates Bringing them in, second Third interviews to just hire the brother That you had at the corner office Say, hey man, you wanna be the GM? Cool, you're hired
0: like, what are we doing? I'm calling bullshit on the Steelers. Russ, I remember when uh, the Bears were in their GM search and Omar Khan's name had come up, and I thought, well, this guy, this probably should be the guy. They should. This is probably the guy they should hire if you look at his resume. I mean, he's a little, like, you know, it's not all on the personnel side, some of it's business side, but, like, the Steelers are one of the really good organizations, one of the really, like, functional, successful, uh, stable organizations. the Bears organization. think they are. Who right. Bears think they yes. Are? Yes. Thank you. And, uh, exactly right. Yes. There should have beat them last year. Uh, either way that's, that's beside the point her. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking like, why would this guy, why would, why wouldn't this guy get the job in Pittsburgh? He's been there 20 years. He's been 20 for two decades. He's been part of all of their success, all their stability, all, everything about them that the rest of the league envies. This guy's been like the right hand man helping create all this. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they just hire him? And it took him five months, but eventually they did. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on Patriots quarterback Mac Jones being in, quote, the best shape of his life. He already there. He, he just turned he's like 23.
1: 20. Yeah, he already there. Best shape of his life.
0: <laughs> A, 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 I hate hearing this this time of year. Some, so-and-so is in the best shape of their life. But, B, that's something somebody my age would say. Yeah. What's a 23-year-old doing walking around saying they're in the best shape of their life? I'm expecting
1: Julio to say that or Odell Beckham to say that. Right,
0: right. Yeah, he
3: should be in the best shape of his life. He's a second-year NFL pro. Like You should definitely be in the best shape of your life. Like When would you have been in better shape? Like high school? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also, by the way, he weighs the same as he weighed last year. Usually, and that doesn't mean that it can't be like a better 217 than it was last year. But usually when someone says this, they've lost like 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. I, can, all right, can I shoot? I'm sorry. Yeah, just well, I need to, too. Also, by the way, Mac Jones mm-hmm. is the one that said this. Kendrick Bourne, his teammate, said this. But oh. nobody should be talking about any 23 year old being in the best shape of their life. Was that what you were going to say, Russ, Or did you have some? No, other-
2: I was going to say one. Uh, if if I wanted to make a good impression with my quarterback to possibly get you know more ball thrown my way, um, I would also say that my quarterback was in the best shape of his life. Two, I want to shoot Matt Jones and bail because when I was twenty three years old, I also got to say I was in the best shape of my life because this didn't happen to Matt Jones, but when you lose over a hundred pounds. You are then in the best shape of your life. So I feel them, but also like, yeah, you at 23, you probably, especially if you're in the NFL, you should have been long in the best shape of your life. Her what are you calling
3: bullshit on? I call bullshit on the NFL's minority head coach and general manager accelerator program. Really? Does that um, sound like helpful. some kind of sham to you? yeah it's just it, it's really? it is, even even just saying it it sounds the name cool. was too long, <laughs> <The name laughs> was too long. <laughs> just saying it like that's a lot of words yeah that's like like no huh. and i i i call that for for this reason again it, it may be well intended i think the rooney the rooney rule is well intended yeah. but it doesn't really produce anything and what it is is just more symbolism and i'm i I know we've been talking about this seemingly for an hour, but I'm just, the symbolism doesn't work. Like, what are we going to do about it? Right. And it's not that hard. We overcomplicate these things. And when it's time to like, look at, you know, unjust treatment of black people is like, Oh, we got to do a study and we got to call in some scientists. We got to do this project and we got to figure it. It's not that hard. Don't be a bag. Like it's, it's not that hard. Compare my resume, compare his resume. If mine is better, like, it's, it's really not that complicated, but instead of actual change, we get symbolism and symbolism and symbolism. It's like it's like when they when when you get uh, a police officer killing unarmed black person, everybody goes, hey, they need sensitivity training. No, they don't, because when a fully armed to the teeth white person guns down numerous people in a public space, they get apprehended unharmed. They don't need sensitivity training. You know how to arrest people without killing them. So it's not about that. It's a very, very simple thing. And it doesn't require some symposium in Atlanta or anything else. Call it what it is and adjust your behavior. Stop the symbolism. Doesn't matter about holding black ropes on opening day or having every black person you can sing the national anthem before every football game last year. Like, nobody asked for that. We didn't ask for you to paint Black Lives Matter on the street. We didn't ask for that. Nobody cares. Juneteenth. Right? Yeah, no. We didn't ask for Juneteenth to be a national holiday. Nobody's asking for any of that. Change the behavior.
1: Hey Herb, this is supposed to be a funny segment, man. I know I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. It's comical that they keep doing that. If that helps. <laughs> um so I had three. Um, and I'm gonna run through them you real have quick. Three? Yeah, you
0: brought
2: got, three. Yeah, I got. to
0: Pick your best one. Are so. any of these? Uh, are any of these evergreen and could work for you next week or the week after? Since uh, no, sometimes well, you I don't. Guess. Okay, all right, Go I ahead. Guess. No, just go ahead. Just all right, so spray bullshit all over. One,
1: Tom. what is, what is Great Value doing selling uh Juneteenth plates and napkins and
2: uh, ice cream? don't get me started. Tom. <laughs> you, you, got, you got on herb and now you go serious shit up
1: <laughs> too. <that>? No, it's <laughs> not serious. It's just hilarious. It's like, what are we doing here?
2: All right, that's one.
1: Um two, uh I had time to sit on this. Uh Zach Levine complaining that uh, one of his complaints about uh, last season was him not being the premier player. And it's like, that's funny, uh, because you've never won anything in your life, and now you're being picky on how you win. It's very funny. So, bullshit on you. Um, (laughs) And finally, uh, Rich, the the life of the rich and famous is Mm -hmm. always confusing to me, uh, because they forget how to do normal things. So I'm calling bullshit on the Kardashians, specifically Kendall Jenner, who attempted to cut a cucumber and reversed hands to cut the cucumber. It was the oddest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, they don't, they're not normal. They don't do things. They don't do things ever. So I don't, she, she knew she couldn't cut a cucumber. I don't know why they chose to put that in the show. Why she wanted to go on camera with that? She knew that, and her mom knew that. Watching her do it. So
0: this is on the uh, Keeping Up with
1: the Kardashians. This is on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kendall okay, Jenner right. trying to cut a cucumber. If you haven't seen it, please go look it up. You don't even have to look at the video. Just look at the picture. Her hand placement. How you normally cut things, vegetables. She oh. did the opposite of that for some reason. So,
0: wow. Those are my three bullshit. That I is thought right. you, I, weren't you going to call bullshit on on bathrooms or something? Oh yeah, yeah. didn't you have some complaint yeah, about about bathrooms was, at restaurants? That's that's Evergreen. I had to run these because these okay, you can save that one. Thing. Okay, yeah, good. One all right, exactly. yeah. I'm glad you got the Kendall Jenner cutting a cucumber one in. That's important. Okay, can, can I
3: throw in an honorable mention bullshit, please? Tony just did three, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> please the you. Yeah. I, 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 I wanted to do this one too, but then I chose the NFL thingy majigget. Um... I call bullshit on the age-old saying that if you can, huh, you can hear. Irks my soul. It's always irked my soul. Every time I hear somebody say, if you can, huh, you can hear, it's like, what? Like, I don't know who started that, where it came from, but it, it, it really bothers me. And I call bullshit because I... I didn't hear you. So you said something. I didn't hear you. So I said, huh? If you can, huh, you can hear. Why? Why is it that I can, if I can utter their phrase, huh, then I heard what you said. It's always. I obviously didn't. (laughs)
2: didn't That's that's for all the moms and grandmas out there that used to yell. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hadn't heard that one, but actually I kind of like it. I think I might start saying that to my kids. (laughs) See, look this, this, get hurt. Yeah, this has had the opposite of uh, the effect you intended, Herb.
3: Mm, mm,
0: mm. <laughs> I Call Bullsheet is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and get $23 off your order of the softest, most comfortable sheets and comforters and duets and everything else that you're going to find. Sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes, sir. Well, the All-NBA First Team has been announced, and uh, I'm sure Tony's going to be upset with this because he just inevitably is with everything they decide. But uh, the five-man All-NBA First Team is Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, Tatum, and Booker. Objections? Anyone?
2: Everyone's happy with this. I'd go Ja over Booker, but other than that, I'm okay with it. Ja just didn't play enough. I still think he was the more dominant player, but it's it's whatever. I don't I don't I
0: don't care. My boy, Green. Doesn't Joel Embiid have to be in here? How is he not in the? Oh, you gonna have him? The guy who finished second in MVP be
2: first over the guy that won the MVP. Like that would be my only argument. Like,
0: so let's <laughs> say it's a rule about having two centers in there. Look that way. I don't know what I don't know exactly how they do this, but I'd put him in over Giannis if I had to. But if we're going positionless, I'd put him in over Luke. I'd put him in over everybody but Jokic, pretty much, I think, on merit.
3: Yeah, I think I think Joel Embiid has to be in there, too. I think if they were the top two candidates in the MVP, then they should both be first team. I don't care if you have five centers in there. Like, you take the five best seasons you know what I mean and I think that Joel Embiid has to certainly had one of the five best seasons in the National Basketball Association that being said I blame the Dream Team for all of this well why is that they expanded the game globally now four of them okay the f- all right
2: okay I'm not <laughs> good. Good, good, good exit there yeah. I'm not doing with this. see what you heard <laughs> Man, I, said, I mean Giannis Joel all of them this man said they expanded the game globally, so it's their fault that-
3: <laughs> Now Giannis and Joel and Doncic and Jokic are okay, cool, fine. Thanks, Jordan. Barkley, Magic, Bird.
1: Appreciate it. David Stern. Right. Okay.
0: Chuck Daly. Okay. Talking
2: about Chuck Daly.
0: Nike. Um In in the NBA playoffs, uh, Golden State is up 3-1 on Dallas. That series is just a matter of time at this point. Dallas won game four to keep it alive. But uh, Curry, coming into this game for the playoffs, has been 27 points per game, 46% field goals, 38% on threes, looking really, really good at 33. I think that their story of how they've found this again is really amazing. And I think this has been downplayed, but usually when it falls apart, Usually when it dissolves, it does not come back. I mean, you saw this team lose the finals to Toronto, lose Clay Thompson, and then they were bad, and then they were just okay. I mean, two years went by where they were not any, anything near a contender, and they're right back there on the brink of the finals. They they still have – and they've done it with the main guys. This would be like, <laughs> Russ, if the, if the Blackhawks had uh, gotten it together again with the same guys. Like, it just, it just wasn't going to happen. It, once it starts going downhill – with players of that age, it keeps going that way. But those three guys, Curry, Thompson, and Green, are all still really good in their 30s, and now they've kind of replenished it on the back end here with Poole, Wiggins. Tony, what do you make of uh, of Wiggins, of Andrew Wiggins, his career at this point? He was the number one pick, number one overall pick back in 2014, widely viewed as not a bust, but a, but a disappointment, an underachiever. If you look at his career as a whole now, given what he's done in Golden State, how do you view him? Uh, That
1: Golden State won that trade handsomely for D'Angelo Russell. Um, They got the picks, and and they said, he has the gifts. He needs to be here, and we will fix everything. And they fixed everything. The teams always think that about somebody in any sport, and a lot of times they're wrong. But Golden State got the secret sauce they drafted well they developed well they actually put into practice what other teams wish that they they could accomplish um and andrew has certainly saved his career in part like he's in my estimation he's about to be an nba champion when people had certainly gave up on him as a, a contributor to anything significant so he was an all-star
3: this year
2: He
1: he's a starter an all-star starter mm-hmm. that's wild that Andrew Wiggins has come so far.
2: You can say, you look back at his career in Minnesota, and it's like he's averaged more points, was the focus of an offense, but he's he's never played better basketball than he's playing right now. Mm -hmm. And Tony's right. they, They unlock something in Golden State, and it's one of those situations where you look at a guy's situation, what he had in Minnesota at the time was not good. Now they've kind of turned things around. They've just hired a new president of basketball ops. But when he was there, when it was him and Zach and Cat, that wasn't the right. It just didn't work for a lot of reasons. No right? most of them. those guys are go- yeah, the, most of those guys are gone except for Cat. Um, but you you get in the right situation with the right fit with the right teammates. And it does something for you. And he's doing things defensively that people saw when he was at Kansas. Like, okay, that's going to be a dude. Like, he's making shots off the dribble. The putback, I mean, the dunk he had on Luka and then the subsequent putback, like this, yeah, he looks rejuvenated.
3: Yeah, I think, I think good teams have that luxury, right, to, to kind of look around and find that piece that we're missing that's going to help us. And they don't have to come in here. They don't have to average 30 and 10. They don't have to do none of that. Here's what the thing we need you to do. We know you can do that. Come do that. And other teams may be like, we can't – we don't want to deal with that. We can't – he's not what we need. And that's fine, right? The Bulls brought in Dennis Rodman when most of the league was like, we're not touching that, dude. We're done. But the Bulls like, we have everything else in place except this. You do that. So just come here and do that. And I think that that's kind of what the Warriors have found. They've got shooters all around. They've got their system in place. They play, you know, team defense. They needed a guy who could slash finish at the rim defend 90 feet and they got that guy and he's he, he's accepted his role to his credit and he's excelled in, it, and he continues to flourish so shout out to him for kind of you know redefining himself and rejuvenating his career and ultimately becoming um, some version of the player that people thought he was when you get drafted number one everybody expects you to be you know franchise guy for a decade plus and that wasn't going to happen for him in Minnesota but now it seems like he could play for another 10 years at a really really high
0: level so shout out to him and Shout out to the Warriors. He, he could actually maybe play another 10 years, or because he's in his eighth season, but he's only 26. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the Warriors win this series, and Game 5 is Thursday night, by the way, in San Francisco, eventually they're going to win this series. And when they do, that will put them in the finals for the sixth time in eight years under Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has the fourth-best winning percentage ever in the regular season as a coach and the number-one winning percentage in the playoffs of all time. Never forget... That he almost went to the Knicks, mm.
1: and uh, he was, got that job because uh, Stan Van Gundy turned down that job to work for the Pistons.
0: Yeah, man. Things still think Mark your way sometimes.
3: Shouldn't been fired, but that's another story. What? Mark Jackson? I think he
2: he built that team, and then they was like, yeah. "Thanks for building it, get out." I mean, that look at that's what happened. Some people only get you to, from A to B.
0: Yeah. And you need that coach to they take it for to that team. Herb. That's mm-hmm. like if I if I built an airplane and then like used it as a storage shed in my backyard. <laughs> like you got to bring in a pilot. You got to bring someone that knows how to work that airplane, man. Oh man, there's a reason why he hasn't got hired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of reasons as well, but also as soon as they brought in somebody else, that team became awesome. He was started David the nah. Renteria of
2: Golden State. Yes, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, Mark Jackson. LeBron, can we agree that LeBron should have Knocked his head off when he told On a national broadcast in the finals that He would knock his wife Out the park Come again and say what?
0: Whoa When was that? He said
2: this was, a, this was a, oh. the Cavs. The Cavs were playing the Warriors in the finals. He said he would hit Savannah what? out the park respectfully. Uh, with all due respect. LeBron should have knocked that man's head off his shoulders. Oh. <sighs> wow. That is mm. That's a lot. It's the but, thing that Mark Jackson's most famous for now. I've I never lie. heard that. That's uh that's like if you're lustfully looking at somebody's picture on Twitter, like there's always a picture of Mark Jackson in the com- uh, in the comments and in the replies because it's like, uh, with all due respect, i <laughs> knock you out the park. So I'd like, knock her out the, par- I he her out the park. He said he would knock her out the park with all due respect. LeBron should have spun the block on that man.
0: That's, that's creepy, too. That reminds me of, like, Brent Musburger talking about uh, the Alabama quarterback's girlfriend during the game. Yeah, because he's at yeah. least old enough to be
3: LeBron and Savannah's, like, Come way on. older brother. Father.
0: Yeah, like.
2: Yeah. That's old Russ, city.
0: Russ thank you for bringing this to my attention.
2: No worries. I, I, I thought you guys were aware, but I'm glad I
0: could uh, no. bring some light on that. In fact, I'm going to count that as a news item and skip this college basketball one that I have. All right. Uh, a wild, wild story, Russ, at the Newark Airport. Former Broncos cornerback Brendan Langley brawled with a United Airlines employee. Uh, they traded slaps, punches, multiple outlets, multiple media outlets. Reported that alteration started. With the United Airlines employee confronting Langley uh, for using a wheelchair as a luggage cart instead of renting one for five dollars, which, by the way, that's a total Tony move, right? Yes. Tony, a hundred percent, you're going to do that to save the five bucks. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. but this guy wanted to assert himself and get involved in this, which as the leader of the company, not really. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and they got into quite a fight. And it, Russ, I asked you to uh, check out the video. We normally we'd play a clip like this during the show, but there's the audio doesn't really do any good. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I can play to the audio. There were some key pieces in the audio. The audio was really good, Tony. Yeah, there's there's not, uh, Jason, don't downplay it. It's not much. It. It's like a minute long clip, and there's only a couple little parts of it. I, I don't know if playing the audio works that well on a on a podcast, but. When I asked you to please watch it, you know, so we could do a, a, an analysis on it. Uh, you informed me that you'd already watched it 20 times.
2: Correct. Correct. It, um, I, a couple of things. You have the guy provoking uh, Mr. Langley, slapping him, but it was like a slap mush. Mm-hmm. He didn't really he didn't really commit to one or the other. The problem was. Then Mr. Langley said, all right, I have time today. I'm going to catch my flight, and I'm going to let you know about yourself. <laughs> so then gives him the one hitter quitter. Bro falls back, almost falls onto the luggage um, beltway that takes you I to the back. That. So you get yeah, on the That would have
1: been hilarious if he got knocked That'd onto the weird. beltway.
2: Falls down, knocking luggage over. He gets up, face is half bleeding, right? Half of his face bloodied up. The dude is stumbling and bumbling over to Langley again. To which Langley replies, you want more? He wants more. (laughs) Like, the the audio is key
0: there, Jason. pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, but you got to listen to, like, a whole minute to get that two-second clip. When he almost falls backwards over whatever that is, and then I think another time Langley hits him and he does, it reminded me of, like, a video game. A video game, like, you do a move on, like, the end boss of that level, and you're him. Like, oh, it almost worked. Yes. It's like, okay, that's that's what I need to do is get him over by the luggage cart and knock him over. Uh, the, the United Airlines guy seemed very confident and also very bad at fighting. Not a good combination. Terrible combination. You walk up, you slap this dude, and
3: there is a longer video that kind of shows that it started just before the main video that we saw, but not a whole lot happened. And he does walk up. He slaps him. And when he slaps him, Langley goes, y'all saw that, right? Y'all saw him just come over here and slap me. And mm-hmm. then he two-pieced him. One, knocked him back. Two, knocked him almost onto the beltway. He gets up, face wide open, walks up like, you want to do this again? And Langley steps back like, your face is leaking. You want more of this? And at some point, somebody off camera is, like, appealing to Langley, like, to, like, like not do it, like stop. Like and he's like, I didn't I didn't do nothing. He's like, you better come get him before he dies today. <laughs> and like, um listen, I don't know, I don't know what else you want me to do. First of all, you take your job too serious, sir. Okay. Stand back there, check people into their flights, do your job. Very important job. We appreciate you. Do your thing, right? What we don't need you to do is come from behind the counter. To address me about a wheelchair, sir, they aren't going to give you a raise for this. No do your job. Go home. You do not have to get beat up today. That is that's not necessary at all. Right. You chose it. You got it.
0: Congratulations. Now you got beat up and fired. Yeah, he was very confident, uh, not only in his fighting skills incorrectly, but also uh, incorrectly, very confident that this was going to be OK with United Airlines because uh, he's been fired. We don't have all the information on this, probably by the time you hear it on Tuesday morning, but as of, I mean, on Thursday morning, but as of right now, Tuesday night, uh, Brendan Langley has been charged with simple assault, but his attorney is saying that uh, the United Airlines employee uh, was not provoked in any way when he started this, That the United Airlines employee accosted him and that Langley himself is the victim. Uh, My favorite thing that Langley has said about this all was uh, he tweeted at United that quote, this was the worst customer service experience of his life.
3: Ah. it's It's the airport. There'll be plenty of footage of this. They'll know exactly what happened first. Who did what the point is like the fact that you're behind that, the fact that you're on the front side of the counter You've gone too far. If Langley, if this, if this confrontation happened on the other side of the counter, right? Then Langley's in the wrong. You are on this side when you have no business over here, sir. Mind oh, your I can, business. I agree. Oh, call I agree.
0: security. You that upset about this wheelchair? Call security. They pay call people someone to who's call someone right. whose job it is. Yes. Look, don't don't use a wheelchair. Don't use a wheelchair to cart your luggage around. That's that's not cool. Like somebody probably needs it. Those should be available for anyone that needs them. But if you're United Airlines employee, you know, number six or whoever this guy is, it's not your job. right? You, you, I mean, you're gonna go start making citizen's arrests when you leave this place? Cause you don't, you're, this really isn't part of your uh, jurisdiction. I don't think. These are people who have no
3: control in any other aspect of their lives. Not at home, not in their relationship, nowhere else. And so they come to work like, Hey,
0: don't you do that. And it's like, sir, relax. I like the idea, though, of uh, I like the idea of tweeting United Airlines about this as a customer service complaint because I picture all the other complaints United Airlines is getting on Twitter, and it's like, hey, my flight was late. Hey, they lost my bag. Hey, it had a scuff on it. Hey, I don't like your baggage fees. Uh, Hey, one of your employees tried to slap me to death. (laughs) Think they pay attention to that one? Worst customer service experience (laughs) of Brendan Langley's life, probably. And finally, Russ and Herb, Uh, we Russ, we would need a whole other episode just to cover all the animal news that happened this week. In fact, we could if you'd like to. No, uh, no, 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 Let's uh, be brief. What episode is this? Is this number 64? 64. We could do like a 64 and a half that's just covering the animal news. No, I think that's okay. In California alone this week, you have a bull. This is in Redding, California. A bull escaped a rodeo and injured six people. I like how it's like the bull's the bad guy for escaping being part of this Rodeo show Uh, In Palm Springs, a chihuahua Survived and is expected to survive uh, You know, pending Like additional medical care Getting shot through the neck with an arrow Like a bow and arrow In Napa, they've got jumping worms These look like regular worms But they leap a a foot into the air And they're described as having Quote, a voracious appetite And being quote, extremely active Tony Tony Extremely active? That that, that doesn't work. And then, Russ, from the north, like this is happening in Washington, but who knows where this is going to go? We've got murder hornets repopulating. But. Yikes. With, with all of that on the board, on, on the wheel of uh, animal news in California, we go to a story of dog heroism in Big Bar, which is in far northern California. This is reported by the Sacramento Bee on Monday that 24-year-old woman, Erin Wilson, took her dog for a walk uh, by the along the Trinity River up there and was attacked by a mountain lion. And when I say attacked, this mountain lion got close enough and was serious enough that it clawed threw her clothing and scratched her, like, on her arm. Well, while this is happening, the the, the mountain lion, after that initial swipe, is, like, coiling, getting ready to attack, like, full-on attack this woman. Her dog, her 55-pound Belgian Malinois, I think it's pronounced. I'm I'm not really uh, up on all the dog breeds. Uh, Eva jumps in and takes on the fight to protect her owner. Way, way outmanned. Way outmanned by the mountain lion. Uh, the mountain lion gets its claws, or its its mouth, I'm sorry, like around the dog's head and is like, got him clamped on the dog's head. So then, and now, this is where Aaron Wilson, the person, gets involved. Aaron Wilson, it's listed in the uh, story, by the way. 115 pounds. 115 pounds. So also out I think, in this fight. Yes. Uh, she starts like punching and trying to gouge out the eyes of this mountain lion to save her dog. And it's not working. It's not letting go of her dog. So she runs back to her car to get a tire iron iron that she's going to come try to beat this mountain lion with while doing that catches a passerby someone else like in their truck or there to hike or whatever. and says, come help me, which I don't know if the person had all the information before they agreed to come fight a mountain lion. I think if you come to me and say, Hey, come help me fight a mountain lion. I'm going to be like, Sorry, gonna, uh, I hope that works out for you. But God bless, yeah. I have a thought, to- yeah, because clearly you're safe. We don't have to go back to the fight the mountain lion, we just but but this woman has pepper spray, and that ends up being very helpful. So, these two women with a tire iron, tire iron I don't know why I can't say that a tire iron and pepper spray fight off this mountain lion. The dog Eva is badly injured in this, uh, she's got two skull fractures, a punctured sinus cavity and damage to the left eye, but she is in stable condition and possibly going to survive. The owners are optimistic that she's going to survive, and uh, the, her reward for this incredible act of heroism is going to be some extra stuffed animals to chew on and a steak dinner. If she stays alive. She's got to make it, but they were very optimistic after some medical care that, uh, that Eva was going to make it, and uh, that's a good dog, man. A dog that's gonna gonna get involved, get between you and a mountain lion. That's a good dog. Their uh memory would be uh you
1: know a fond one. Cause uh if somebody asked me for help, the extent of my help would be like, Hey, hey, get out of here, Lion get, get on out of here, get
3: shout out shout out to Eva. Shout out to the dog um for showing up for our owner. And, and, and standing in that space. I salute it. I appreciate it. Now, the dog owner running up and eye gouging the mountain lion and then leaving, recruiting somebody else to join this fight. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? And I, re- I really think, I, you know, I feel bad for the mountain lion in this story. What? What? Take, yes. This is taking a turn. I feel bad for the mountain lion in this story. Okay, you're the only I feel bad one. For Eva too. You know, you're on an island with this one. That's cool. I feel, I feel, I, I feel bad for Eva too, but I also feel bad for the mountain lion because what was I doing? Roaming my well, what I do, that, yeah. minding my business. But y'all like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to plot a little trail right through the
0: mountain lion's crib? Yeah, that'd be For, cool until the oh, mountain yeah, lion yeah. is home. I mean, we gotta live somewhere, Herb. Like where are we supposed to go? The mountain lion wasn't in their living room. They were in the mountain lion's living room. God,
3: he's not wrong.
2: Can I can I say something here? All right. So, um I think we've talked off mic, maybe a little bit on mic, about how I feel about uh dogs. But here's my thing. That's a uh heroic dog coming to save owner. No, I, I get it. I don't, I don't want to get canceled. Dogs aren't black people. You can't get away with saying anything. I know. Oh I, oh, I know, Herb. That's just part of the problem. Um, okay. I might. I'd, I'd get a, a Eva tattoo, right, to to memorialize my dog. Oh, Eva. Uh, right, right. I'd do that, but like, am I gonna risk my own life for my dog, who's probably lived a long time and was gonna go be with the Lord at some point over the next? couple years anyway they put dogs down for less than. that's what i'm like I, I didn't even know dogs had chemo
0: till a friend told me a couple weeks ago like listen man well this is a little different than that i think if the dog saved your life you'd be all about you know the whatever <laughs> medical care can they can do to try to save this dog i get it you're going down if it's you against a mountain lion man you're going down and this woman this woman, this 24-year-old woman, jumped on the mountain lion instinctively. This was her first reaction. And started punching it and trying to gouge out its eyeballs and choking it. And got kicked off by the back legs before then she ran up to her truck. R.I.P. Eva right here
3: on the inner bicep. Tone, I know you're not jumping in because we, we wouldn't oh, make man. a trade for you for the dog. We? we wouldn't oh, do oh, that, oh, right? Oh,
1: oh, come on, I know. Was this person... Um, of
2: yes, the, Tony. We know. Oh we already know. Why would we you know. ask? us a question. Of course. On, Tony. Come on, Tony.
1: Don't mm. they're, 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 they're
2: fight their local government. Oh my goodness. I'm not doing this. Um, <laughs> we'd like to th- we'd like to thank our main man, Herb Howard, for joining the fellas on this episode of Sports Adjacent. Herb, you always have a, a open seat on the pod. We appreciate you joining us. It is always way more fun than it should be.
3: <laughs> uh, I appreciate y'all. I am a fan of y'all's work individually and collectively. It is an absolute honor and pleasure. Anytime y'all invite me to hang
2: out with y'all, thank y'all so very, very much. Truly enjoyed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We uh, we enjoy having you, sir. Um, don't forget our bet now. Now, I've made this What's bet the- with that the uh, the Lions will be better than the Bears this season. And that if they are not, I will take the, the three of y'all on to dinner. And, uh, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Listen, I made a lot of there. bets today. That's the yeah, only yeah. one I'm confident in. You shouldn't. Herb, Herb spent all of Tuesday making very reckless Bears-related bets. This might be his most reckless. You're not going to remember them all. No. i don't remember this one. So what happens if they split?
2: Uh then it's a push. Then the, we just go to dinner and we all they're pay not in the margin. They're Scoring not better margin. than the brain margin.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Cool, cool, cool. I think I
1: think if they split, Russ loses.
3: Yeah, because he's adamant that they got such a better roster than the Bears, isn't he? the, the Bears have
2: uh Justin they the Fields. They're technically not better. My dad, Tony, and me. I'm gonna catch at least 60 passes. I might catch more than Daz Newsome. <laughs> <laughs> got to get at least 41 to do that. Right. Shout out to my guy, Daz Newsome. Um, Daz. Sports adjacent, as always, is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. To get the softest sheets you've ever had, log on to SheetsGiggles.com slash S8 to get $23 off your next purchase at SheetsGiggles.com. That's SheetsGiggles.com. Slash SA Herb said he's gonna get him some sheets. Me, Tony Jason got some sheets. I just ordered an, another set of sheets. I love my sheets so much. I went and got another set, the uh the French blue stripe, got some extra pillowcases, you know what I mean? So uh very excited about this partnership with sheets and giggles. Help our friends out over there, they've been very good to us, and so we want you guys to
0: be very good to them as well. Jason, Tony, anything before we let the people go? Tony, you, you are the self proclaimed littest producer in the game. Are you also the littest? Lies, p- but okay. P- pitch man in the game. Can you give us one? I'll give him that mm-hmm. one. Sheets and Giggles endorsements? Oh, yeah. Um, Sheets and Giggles, man. You heard Russ <laughs> say he got another one? You, you, you always react like you're just like, <laughs> oh, just thought of it. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's right. The sponsor of the show.
1: Oh, yeah. Look. If you're trying to be, if, if you're trying to take dudes, wives, cheats and giggles, if you're trying to be Drake, cheats and giggles, if you, if, if you want to be able to just walk out to the, the high rise in your, in, 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 your life and you go spread Eagle confidently <laughs> in the world, get you some cheats and giggles.
0: What, is, what does, that any of that have to do with bed sheets?
1: It'll make uh, you more confident uh, in waking up
2: with your body um (laughs) these get worse as the weeks go on Tony so we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board uh make sure you're downloading the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher wherever you find your audio content make sure you are watching the clips online, retweeting, sharing them with your friends uh make sure you're listening to all the quality content at House of L. and with that we will catch you guys next week